Hello and welcome to Under the Floodlights. This week on the show we've seen the return of the Mourinho Masterclass against mid-table Man City. Alioski mentally dominates Nicolas Pepe in maybe the biggest alpha move of the season so far. Brendan Rodgers' Leicester side put in the worst performance of the weekend against the Liverpool's makeshift starting 11. Sebastian Haller actually scores, Fulham miss another penalty. VAR grabbed the headlines at Old Trafford and that guy Welbs turns Brighton into a team that now play good football and win football matches. Everybody looks at Chris. We're back from the international break. I'm Darren Scott here with Billy Hutchison, Chris Ringland. Guys, nice to see you again. How are you both? Pretty cold. It's getting cold at the minute up here. The long winter's coming in in Scotland, mm. Chris. Yeah, heating bills are going to... Can I say, soon. Chris, as well, it's lovely to see you dressed up for the occasion. Well, Chris nice. has come here better dressed than half of the match of the day lot. It's fantastic. <laughs> nice blue shirt, few Listen. buttons undone. Listen... Well, well. F- first of all, sorry, just to make clear, the buttons undone is for the purposes of the microphone as we <laughs> discussed pre-recording. Audio uh, quality, yeah. audio quality for you guys listening, but a visual quality for Bailey and I. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Um, yes, was just having a, a, a work meeting there, so we're, uh, we're we're didn't have time to get changed. So. Oh, no worries at all. Listen, lovely, Bailey. How are you? Fantastic as always, Darren. Just after an international break, yeah, we're, we're close to changing international allegiance. Next summer it could be Bailey McHutchison. Okay. In this podcast, depending <laughs> on who Scotland ticked to the Euros. But I imagine you don't know anything that's gone on, so we'll leave it. Me? <laughs> no, it was, Master, it was Masters Week. It was Masters Week. <laughs> um, seriously, though, did you see Dustin Johnson? Anyway. Um, so, listen, you know, football was, was back this weekend. Um, there were a few games. Uh, at time of recording, there were two matches um, being played on Monday night that I certainly haven't seen or know no, anything about. Um, so if you're a diehard Wolves fan, Southampton fan, or whatever the earlier game was, uh, then unfortunately I don't think there's going to be a huge amount here for you this well, week. Well, well, Burnley, well, just to say very briefly, Burnley did go viral. I didn't really understand why. It was something to do with I'm a Celebrity. So I think Happy place turf more, Christopher. Yeah. Yes, oh yeah, I did. It was, a, it was a happy place this evening. One nil. They did right. win. Yeah, they won the first game. So oh, that right. must have been why. Okay. <laughs> Does that put Fulham down into the relegation zone again? Uh, I imagine Fulham are there. Okay, right. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> I just need to know where in, I stand. In the with name them. of justice, hopefully. I just need to know where I stand with them. Look, you know, we've had a week off. Format's been thrown out the window here. One minute in. That's good. <laughs> uh, first game, Spurs Man City. I suppose is probably the biggest yep. talking point. Um, a 2-0 win for Spurs despite having none of the ball, less shots, less everything that doesn't matter. Um, it was a Mourinho masterclass and uh, he got his yeah. man again. Um, do you know how I knew this was going to happen? I knew this was going to happen because Mourinho pre-game was already alphing all over the room. So he called out Southgate. Uh, the Gary, manager. as he calls him. He, he, he called out Gary. <laughs> to name the managers who he was talking about who were telling him to, you know, trying to get these players to not play for England over the international break. And Mourinho said, Mourinho called him out in the press conference and said, well, name them. Who are they? He already knew. He already knew that going into the City game, like, he, he wouldn't have done that unless he knew he was going to get one over in Pep. Yeah, he was He was very ready for it, wasn't he? He, he yeah. seen Sterling go home early from England and notebook straight out. Go on, we'll tell, we'll tell Sky Sports about this one. Can't wait. Yeah. Do you think then he, he did get one over on Pep? Because do you think Pep deliberately didn't play Sterling so that he could make the counterpoint? <laughs> but actually, that's what Mourinho wanted all along. It's sort of 3D chess, that sort of stuff. Thought exactly that. Yeah. There was no other reason for him to be on the bench. Yeah. 
Oh, Mourinho, good. He's got him. So, I mean, what were, what were your your thoughts on the game? Obviously, Spurs, despite not having yeah. a huge amount of the ball or or that many shots or anything, when they did have it, they looked bloody good. Harry Kane. Yeah, listen, I before before this game started and then was confirmed by how the game progressed, I had two major thoughts. And the first was that City have not been criticised enough this season in any way, shape or form. They're currently below Man United. 12, 12 points from eight games, I think. Yeah, which is absolutely horrific for their standards. Yeah. And secondly, I think Tottenham Hotspur are going to win the Premier League. <sighs> oh, Chris. And Jose Mourinho is going to be the first manager to win the Premier League with two clubs. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you there on the Manchester United point in that watching Spurs, those boys have bought into Mourinho in a way that Man United never did. Darren, you mentioned to me that Kane mm-hmm. and Co seem to have set aside their egos enough to go, yeah. okay, we're not the guys to, who have won trophies. He has. He's been there, done it in three different countries. We'll now sacrifice for the team and do what he wants. Yeah, well, the point I made to you off air about, about Harry Kane was we all know that Harry Kane could, in any given season, be the Golden Boot winner yep. with you know, 25, 30 goals. Yep. Um, the role that he is currently doing for Jose Mourinho, he will not get near that. And there are a lot of top strikers who I think their ego would maybe get in the way and they would struggle to buy into what Jose has asked Harry to do. And... Harry has not been like that. He has just accepted it. He's taken up this new role that seems to be slightly deeper. I mean, he was everywhere. He was blocking shots at the edge of the box and things. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that to me is just Harry Kane saying, I don't give a toss about what my personal stats are. I don't care how many goals I score. I don't care how many assists I get. I just want Tottenham Hotspur to win football matches and to win trophies. And that's something... As mm. Gary Neville said. Well, I, <laughs> did, bit worrying. I did pick up on that. Uh, Kane was compared to Zidane um, by Gary Neville. I'm sure he meant it as a compliment, but didn't realise what an insult that was. Um, <laughs> let's not disrespect Harry. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, City for me, I, I kind of agree with you, Chris. Their performance now... Eight games into 12 points isn't good enough. And I think you're right. I don't think they are getting enough criticism. They spend hundreds of millions of pounds on their defence yeah. every season. The, their problem at the moment is that they aren't scoring many goals. And, mm-hmm. and I, I was kind of looking into, into this wondering why. And for me, they struggled last season, as we know. Mm-hmm. And this year, they've obviously struggled as well. Those are two years they haven't had Leroy Sané, granted for different yeah. reasons. Ooh. But... I mean, Ferran, Ferran Torres, I don't know. I like him. I, I don't like know. him. I don't know if he's any good. Don't, don't know enough about him. I don't I know. Like him. Yeah, I don't know I if he's, he's any good. But in my head, he's not Leroy Sané. I think that no. even Mares is a different type of player. Sané was so direct. Electric. And Sané also was happier staying much wider. He was a left-footed player playing on the left wing yep. for Man City. And it just seemed to stretch the pitch now, for me, there just seems to be a lack of balance. They've got Cancelo at left back, who's right footed. It just all seems to be a little bit uncoordinated. And I think Sane is the big loss, mm-hmm. really, There's behind yeah. why yeah. they're struggling to score goals. There's not a lot of similar players in that position because now they're just playing either a Mares or a Bernardo Silva. And it's just the same. St- defenders now know what those two guys are going to do. They're going to cut inside their left foot and they're yeah. going to shoot. 
Yeah. Bernardo Silva is the most one-footed player on planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> so he is. Um, yeah, for the second Tottenham goal, um, Cal Walker was in the Tottenham half. He was playing right back. Um, and uh, also for the first goal, um, Ruben Diaz, who they spent, what, 60, 70 million on? Um, just, Easy. Just, uh, just like him and Laporte just kind of ran out in the most standard, basic defensive error ever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just, just chipped, chipped it over. <laughs> and, and Harry Kane scored. Well, that's, that's the fear well, factor that Kane brings. Uh, yeah, well, well, well it, was, like, yeah. It, was great, it was great movement from Kane, yeah. But, I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, that sort of money for that sort of player, you know, like you expect a bit more. Well, well the, for two players, for two like, players, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two players. Well, you know. <laughs> the Cal Walker point, and Gary Neville picked up on it in commentary. The way they play, their fullbacks push high. I think he went up to press the ball or to right, try but he didn't even try to pitch. get back. I think no, that's but what and Gary about. made that point as well. He said, "Could Cal Walker have gotten back?" <laughs> well, no, because Kyle was seventy yards up the pitch. He could <laughs> he's not. The quickest player in the Premier League. But that doesn't. Chris, Chris he's not FIFA. quicker than the ball, <laughs> so he isn't like. Fair enough, he could have made the effort to sprint back. It doesn't stop that goal being scored. What I will say about the Spurs goals, and um, Christopher, I'm going to lean on you as sort of head of player pronunciation. Um, What what do you, how do you pronounce the Spurs left back's name? Oh, uh, Reguillon? Reguillon, that's what I'm going to go with. And if it's wrong, it's on Chris. Um, (laughs) The first goal uh, could well have been ruled out for Spurs for a follow through on Reguillon. Oh, would, uh, would, would have been great to see that. Though. Not even a questionable foul throw. He had one foot in the air, which is <laughs> under the laws of the game, Could a foul throw. Then. I've not yeah. heard anybody. Is that in the same sequence, though, is probably what the ref would argue? Well, is it in the same well, phase of play? Well, the foul throw, it was the foul throw that went in that led to the foul that then was taken quickly and... Uh, and they scored from. So, listen, I think the stance on this podcast should be offsides, offside, and fall throws or fall throws. <laughs> I want that no, law changed. Um, boys. Do you reckon, looking at the top teams, there always has to be something that makes you better than most? You know, it's such fine margins up there. And I think one of the things I see in City is do you reckon those guys are mates? We mentioned a load of weeks ago about the social circles at Arsenal and Mesut Ozil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, I've seen it a lot last year with Liverpool, especially the nights they were coming close to winning the league and celebrating. They all look like they're all in a group chat and all contribute and are all good friends off the pitch. I don't see that at Man City. I see, see a lot of just individuals there who go in the work, go home. That's it. Oh, so you're Don't asking? You're asking? Is it fun at Manchester is, City? Is it good crack? Like is this the... is now year four, year five of Pep, mm-hmm. quite an intense mm. guy over and over, same messages following through. I don't think it would be enjoyable. I do get what you mean. I think they do strike me as they are a team of players who are huge names and are all very good at football. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. But yeah, is there the personalities? For me, I see a lot at the moment, and and you talk about what makes the good teams really good and and separate them apart because it is fine margins. Um, I I honestly believe it's their mentality and it's just their own what's going on in their head. Because if you Mm. look Liverpool last season when they won the league by a lot, um, you know there was that cringy Sky Sports nickname of being mentality monsters oh. but but you know cringy as that was mentality monsters if, yeah that's what they got if they if liverpool went one nil down every player in that pitch thought we're gonna win this like mm. it, it wasn't 
there wasn't a doubt in their head. And when you look at the Manchester City guys, you know, they were, there was a handball incident on, on Jesus for Laporte's mm-hmm. equaliser, which was then ruled out. You know, the, the City oh, right. players were around the referee at that point at half time. They were giving it to him as they were going into the change room. It just seems to me like their mentality is, oh, nothing's going our way. We're getting a bit pissed off. We're kind of like, I think they kind of, they're just frustrated and they've kind of lost that belief yeah. that they that can get back building. into it. Yeah, because they know they're not playing well yeah. and they're not scoring goals. They don't believe when they're going one or two down that they're going to get anything out mm. of the game. They're just yeah, they're, they're relying yeah. so heavily on like a De Bruyne 30-yarder or something just to inspire them and it's just not there. Well, I don't think De Bruyne's been very good this year, to be truthful. Okay. Not to the levels that he'd been at before. Mm. I see him yeah. giving the ball away a lot. I see him putting the crosses into the box somewhat aim you know the the nice one that he does where he whips yeah, it yeah. from the right hand side yeah, yeah. of the pitch he's doing it even when there's nobody there to attack <laughs> it um and i guess that's not all on him there are players and it's their job to attack those spaces but i, I thought relative to the standard the sort of pfa player of the year standard yeah. that he's been at for the last Hi. couple of years uh, to me he's kind of dropped off that a little As bit you say he's very chirpy towards refs and everything. Even the line noise chirping because mm-hmm. one of uh, the city pl- or the Spurs player, sorry, wasn't ten yards from a corner. Yeah, just uh, little things like that. No, also, but... a terrible little blonde goatee thing. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like that. There's, a, there's there's not enough leaders in city. Like, let's be honest. Like that, that, Like you say, Sane, and I agree. But also, company. You know that he, like, he was an institution at that club, and Silva's now gone as well. I don't think Aguero's a leader. Um, who is the captain? Is De Bruyne the captain? De Bruyne is captain. captain. Yeah, like, I, you know, I just think other clubs, like that's part of the reason they do so well is because they have leaders and they just don't. So fair. Well, moving on, uh, Leeds Arsenal. I don't think anyone would have put a bet on that game finishing nil nil. Um, Leeds did pretty much everything except score. I think they hit the woodwork three times. Um, obviously, Arsenal went down to ten men, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But mm-hmm. but what were the thoughts on? On that game, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's kind of similar to what we said earlier in the season about Leeds. Like they are really flamboyant going forward. They kind of just pile on the opposition. I, I really like the guy Rafinha. Thought he looked quite good. The, the new Brazilian player they had, um, and yeah, like I don't really know why they didn't score. Like, <laughs> they, 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 like yeah, they did all they, did all they could. Yeah, well, Patrick Bamford up front. Well, indeed, um, <laughs> I I did see Patrick was um, was talking up his hopes of of playing for England this week. Um, sorry, sorry, what? Yeah, so he was talking uh, about his hopes of of playing for England in the Euros. So Patrick oh, right. Patrick's definitely somebody who's who's banking on the three substitution rule to stay in, and he's praying <laughs> for injuries to Kane, Calvert Lewin, Ings, Sancho, and Sterling. But uh, if yeah. all of those go down, he's on the plane. He's up there. He's up. There. <laughs> and Carl Wilson. Yeah, um, but no, completely agree with you there, Chris. It's good to see a team of personality come up. Oh yes, because they they are just like they know quality wise. Their top eleven is probably not as good as other best 11s out there, but the way they play is just fantastic. Mm. But I mean, what did you guys obviously think? The biggest talking point of the game was was Nicholas Pepe getting oh, sent off for oh, for really headbutting Alioski. Um, well, I mean, Stonewall red card, first of all. Oh, de- oh definitely. But I mean, the best part had to be Tierney at the end. I mean, that was, that, I, I, you love to see that. It was like, real, like, getting kicked out of a club five. Kieran's <laughs> had one too, one too many WKDs and has had to be told, not tonight. 
just a bit, you know, you know, bit, bit of no, afters. No, no, well, I say no justification. There was a justification in the sense of your man, Alioski, um, kind of rolled about a wee bit, you know, and, and that kind of thing. Oh, you're, you're signing up to the Patrice Ever here, Chris. Patrice, well, Patrice is going to get well, Moving swiftly on. Um, <laughs> get five subs in. Pep Guardiola. <laughs> no, it's genuinely. Less quick point. Pep Guardiola, if he's going to vote for five subs, has to start using his three. <laughs> Let's start well, this track because indeed. managers are complaining about it, and I'm on their side, but help yourselves. L- l- right, Pep, let's, stop uh, if, using two. So, Fulham Everton was a game that I didn't watch, uh, yeah. obviously because it was a Craven Cottage, um, yeah. Yeah. which, and I've said this before, the camera angle at Craven Cottage stinks. Now, what I have seen is that it was made worse because there was a low winter sun that cast some dreadful shadows on the place <laughs> that made it really just aesthetically a sight for sore eyes. Um, yeah. But Everton won the game by three goals to two. Dominic Calvert-Lewin can't stop, won't stop, scored no. again, and Fulham missed another penalty. <laughs> <laughs> and missed uh, it in quite comical fashion. Uh, th- th- yeah, th- the best part about that was that Danny Murphy, of match they said, immediately straight off, I knew he was going to slip. He <laughs> <laughs> could just sense it, yeah. No, well, d- no, like, he said, at that angle, you can't... Oh, yes, it did Yeah, they did critique what you saying about how tight the angle was, weren't they? Well, well, like, if he had to try a different technique, he wouldn't have slipped, but it's the fact that he tried to curl it away <laughs> from him while going at a basically 45-degree angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, and he slipped. So we're Pat, Pat Beckham fit, did it. But he fit, slipped, fifth he, choice now. Yeah, he slipped, kicked the ball with his right foot off his left foot yes. and over the bar. So we have a 45-year-old Danny Murphy and a 30-whatever-year-old Scott Parker who probably still now are better penalty takers for Fulham than these guys now. Well, I said this to you guys at the time. I said when, you know, how many more penalties do Fulham have to miss before Scott takes the initiative and just subs himself on no, the next time they get one? The guy, the guy would do a job. You know, just sort of side-mouths the players as he walks onto the pitch. Fuck's sake, <laughs> if you want something done right, you know, on he comes. Yeah, like... It, at most other clubs, this is like a non-issue. Like, I don't imagine most of the big teams are... Every week doing penalty competitions every day to try and work out who's well, United probably are, but everyone else, yeah. No, well, at least even at United, United just went, okay, Marcus, your your turn. Marcus missed one, Pogba did it, Pogba missed. Yeah. They went back to Rashford. Fulham mm-hmm. are just going around the lads at uh, this point. I mean, I love the thought of like Arteta and Pep doing the you know, overthinking training sessions with cones and, you know, they're spreading guys out across the whole pitch and things and then Fulham are doing the equivalent of an amateur league team and just all pumping balls at the goalkeeper from 12 yards. Scotty Parker walking out, just a bag of balls going right down penalties today. Line up. <laughs> get, get a goalie. Right, who's in them? Who's in them? De- definitely the best part of the penalty, though, was the fact that Alan was the only Everton player to protest the penalty being... Awarded. Of course he did. <laughs> of course. The Loftus cheek goes down, and whenever a man of that size goes down, it has to be a penalty. Of course, Alan's it's just to Alan. He just loves it. Fulham. They're defending. They're defending. It's back. It's horrendous. Yeah. They're defending. Like, even the, this guy they brought in, uh, as I think I'm right in saying, one of the defenders they brought in was in the Champions League quarter final with Leon last year. I'm I'm almost certain that's the case, and the guy can't mark a guy running in for a header. System player, you know, like it's just it, Parker said in the interview after, "I can't coach that." 
I mean, like, to, to some extent, you can coach that, surely. But also, yeah, I get what you're saying. So apart from the fact that Scott can't coach defending and he can't coach penalties, <laughs> it's tough yes. to see Scott go through this. But my God, does he look pissed off with the group of players that he has? <laughs> um, you talked a little bit about Alan. Um, oh, what a player! But you talked about him disputing penalties. Um, there was a case in the a couple of cases in the in the Manchester United. West Bromwich Albion game so it was a tale of a couple of penalties (laughs) oh dear Manchester United were awarded a penalty for a handball which they scored from and then they uh, West Bromwich Albion were awarded a penalty which was given and then overturned by everybody's favourite David Coote (laughs) Um, what were what were your thoughts on that I mean I'm slightly biased because my sole goal on this podcast is to get David Coote removed from his position as a Premier League referee, so I'm slightly uh, biased. But well, you did you did partially do that because was he not supposed to be on the Liverpool game? He was meant to be. Yeah, he was meant that, to that, be. That's hilarious. Journey. And that was, was specifically mentioned in commentary. He was taken <laughs> off that so that he could go and ruin another game, <laughs> which he did. <laughs> Less, <laughs> Just like, that entire uh, north northwest region is <laughs> no longer welcoming. He's no longer like the referee up there. I mean. I, I don't understand. He he gave the correct decision. I mean, Bailey, what were your thoughts? It looked he gives a the pretty... right one on the United penalty. Yeah, it's a... on the United penalty. Yeah, yes, the, the, the handball. handball. Yeah, I'm the with handball. you. That's, I'm with that, you. That's handball's right handball. Decision. We've yeah. said that the whole time. Handball's handball. And um, then the hilarious nature of two penalty kicks, where the uh, where the goalie comes off his line for both. <laughs> yeah, which I like. Which is, yeah, as you said, it was the. It was a weird mindset for Sam Johnson to have of, oh, I've been caught out for this once. Let me try it again. Yeah, Let's see if they don't notice. There's a million cameras in this stadium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's yeah. like this is a state-of-the-art stadium. Exactly. Cameras at every corner. But no, I'll be the one who gets away with this. Um, the West Brom penalty, do you think that that was a penalty? Um, I think it was on Connor. What do you call well, it? Well, I'm excited about Connor Gallagher. It is against... Honest young player from Cobham, Connor Gallagher. Yeah, who of course would never go down without contact. I thought it looked a he kicks him in the shin for me. He do, and I said this to you guys. I think the one of the angles they showed cut on the screen. I didn't think was good. Yeah, I, there was one of the angles, and they they had a camera behind them. And what I saw there, I was like, he's not gonna he's going to turn this over because he can't see contact from that angle. Mm-hmm. But there's then ten other. Angles where you just see him boot Conor Gallagher. And not even just those angles. There's one angle that we don't get to see that David Coote did, and that mm. was his view of it when it actually happened. Because he gave the Coote penalty view. he gave the penalty right away. You know, he was confident there's contact there, you've not won the ball, I've given a penalty. That was the correct decision. Mm. And what pisses me off about David Coote is that again he showed his inability to go and look at a screen watch the same thing over and over again in slow motion and not be able to come away being able to articulate or understand what he's just looked at no, no he's more confused walking away from that screen than he was at it, any point yeah and I mean why the VAR even sent him to the screen is a different topic because surely it's only meant to do that if it's a clear an obvious error because as soon as you send the ref to the screen that's the VAR saying I don't like the call that you've made on the pitch and I want you to go and look at it so that you make your mind up whether you're sticking with it or not but 
I mean, you're only meant to do that if it's a clear and obvious error, which Peter Walton on BT was very made oh, a, no, made a point no, no. of saying. Peter uh, Walton, for, for, for flip flopper on the podcast, this <laughs> <laughs> flip flopper referee I've ever heard in my life. He, he will never disagree with the referee or VAR. He'll, well, it was the correct decision in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah as you said, Darren, at the weekend, but cooked. You know, if our reality show in Stockley was yes. Mm-hmm. Was going. What would the reaction be to cut this week? You know, called in for a few meetings, potentially relegated down a few divisions. Well, what I think the first series of Big Brother wasn't there a character called Nasty Nick? Uh, yep. I who was I think he was scheming of some kind to try and win the competition in some way. David Coop would play that role in Nathan uh, Stockley. He would be that guy that everybody hates. The muggy Mike. Yeah, of officials. Yeah, the muggy Mike. Um, God, I even, I even hate, hate his face. Hearing about that big dopey face of his when he's getting decisions wrong as well. If Coot uh, wants to referee a few Spurs games, please get him done. Uh, <laughs> Just ruin their title, hope. Yeah, please, please get him on a Mourinho game. I, 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 obviously, it was compounded by the fact that Bruno got a second chance to take his penalty after he missed the first one. So. Yeah, see, it's one of those in in the rules. Bruno has to get a certain amount of goals and penalty goals a season. <laughs> just just was making sure he hit that quota. Presumably, then that doesn't go down as a missed penalty because it didn't happen. I nope. think so. Yeah, good for good for the stats as well for attacking yeah. players. Though. Great yeah. stat pattern, so he is. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, West Brom <laughs> West, West, <laughs> West Brom are probably down, Chris. You're not wrong there. Stinking kit. Um, <laughs> Liverpool, <Kits>. Leicester. <laughs> Um, right, was probably right, the last of the right. the really Liverpool Leicester Liverpool lot <laughs> Liverpool Leicester a lot of fuss made about Liverpool's quote unquote a lot make, of fuss makeshift team which wasn't really that makeshift but well you know can we, can for, we get on to that for the no. media for the media agenda purposes it's a makeshift Liverpool team um, Leicester no. came uh, would you stop saying Darren like it's something I've done okay. <laughs> Like the other week, whenever Chris started criticizing you for Liverpool's talent. Listen, I am one step, a couple of steps removed from this organization, okay? I didn't write these headlines. Um, but Leicester came in from a Liverpool perspective and from the perspective that I had, this was a game that I was worried about. Um, yep. Leicester obviously had been going very well, scoring lots of goals, obviously took Man City apart um, a few months ago. So it was a concerning game going into it. Mm-hmm. Liverpool had very good players on the pitch. I'm not saying that they didn't, but it wasn't their best 11. And, and obviously Maddop with his dodgy legs and Fabinho with his hamstring and, and Milner right back, you did look at it and go, there's not a lot of speed there and, and Leicester has some quick players. So it was worrying. Um, it was as comfortable a 90 minutes of football for Liverpool, I think, as they've had probably mm. since they played Leicester on Boxing Day last year. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a it was a blip from Leicester. Wesley Fofana still looks class. Now moving on, looks class uh, and doesn't uh, look class. Well, well, his hair is it? Yeah. No, no, uh, well, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Wesley Fofana is a young defender who dives in. He commits himself he d- he to every challenge. Once. He dived in once. Christopher. Yes. He dived in once. No. Ruben Diaz fucking ran out. Liverpool. We had all this chat. We had all this chat, all about three weeks of, of it, saying, oh, Liverpool are decimated. They don't, have any, they don't have anyone. How on earth is it fair? How are they going to play? How are they going to do There's no one, no one in the starting 11 who isn't a first-team player. Like, give me a break. What? What do you mean? 
What are, you, what are you talking about? Of course there was. Chris, even I'm against you guys come on here, and I love an agenda against the, Liverpool more than the, the next the, guy. The, the, the chat was, oh, they're going to have to play like all the all the youth players because there's just nobody to replace them. Everybody in that team is a regular member of the first team squad. I mean, they're in the 25-man yeah, Premier yeah, League yeah. squad, if that's what you mean. Naby Keita, <laughs> has like, Naby Keita hasn't exactly played much football this year. That was Curtis Jones' da- second Darren, Premier League appearance of the year. Yeah, yeah. Neko Williams had to come off the bench the because they had another injury in the game when Naby went off. Fabinho is a first-team player, but he's not a first-team centre-back. He's okay, a defensive he can, midfielder. He can play centre-back. Yeah, it, like, that's, you know, that's just your you know, attitude of you're a footballer, be a footballer. You can play a million games and you can play any position. You're playing at the top level. You can play anywhere. Um, um, that's, that's not the case. <laughs> but, like, I mean, like, it was just slightly exaggerated how bad things were for Liverpool and that was irritating. I agree. I think it was, it, there were a lot of sort of hyperbolic statements that were thrown out about it. And I agree with that. Um, I think, more importantly, I think the talking point from that game should be how massively wrong Brandon Rodgers and Leicester got this game. I disagree. Try and defend massively. Chris I mean, you go awful. ahead, Chris. You can try and justify how awful. that performance I, 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 was going to get anything from I the game. I said it was a blip. <laughs> Chris, they didn't... You just got beat 7-2 by Aston Villa. First of all, <laughs> I didn't get beat by anybody. Okay? <laughs> He's on one tonight. Okay? The fact that Liverpool conceded 7... The fact that Liverpool conceded seven at Villa should have been more encouragement for Brendan to put out a team that was going to go and attack Liverpool's defence. But he didn't. Get at the slot. I said this this to Bailey. This game was, for me, the epitome of why Bailey and I have criticised Rodgers in the past because this game highlighted how much his ego influences his own decisions. (laughs) He came to Liverpool and he's so scared of losing at Anfield to Liverpool that the fear of losing was outweighing his desire to win the game. He was shit scared of losing the game and went out with a defensive team to try and just get through it, which is the exact same th- thing that he did at the King Power Stadium on Boxing Day last year, and Liverpool tanked them on both occasions. Um, that, that is the same formation they've played all season. I'm not criticising the formation, I'm criticising the way they were set up to go and play. They did not attack Liverpool <clears throat> until they were 2-0 down. It was, it was as it was comfortable a, a day for the Liverpool no. back four and goalkeeper as they've had in a long, long time. This was why Leicester last season were like third until March and then just completely capitulated. Yeah. They were awful yesterday. To play James Madison just on the right wing is completely the wrong option against sort of, and as you say, they are first team players and there kind of is no excuse. But Brendan should have been looking at the midfield three of Liverpool going, okay, this isn't the usual three. Let's get at them. It's, it's let's, not... get, let's get James on the ball, let him create something. And yeah, Him uh... and Vardy were completely wasted yesterday. But that's not even... Because, you know, you don't even look at the Liverpool three in midfield. If you're Leicester City, you're a bloody good team and you should be going into every game saying, let's get James Madison the ball, let's try and create with Vardy yeah. in behind. The way they played against Liverpool was not the way they played against Manchester City when they put five past them. The whole thing just stunk of them coming scared to Anfield, which they <clears> shouldn't <throat> have come with that attitude. Uh, absolutely. The but way they were playing, the way they were playing, those players should not have come with that mindset to play, which is why it screams mm. to me that that had to be something that Brendan Rodgers' game plan was. We're going to sit back, we're going to play relatively conservative the first half hour and see where that gets us. And by that point, they were nearly 2-0 down. 
started to play a little bit in the second half, and by that point they were, you know, fighting an uphill battle. I can't believe Brendan sat there for two weeks as well over an international <laughs> break, and that's the best he could do. That's why he's not a top manager. Yep, completely. <laughs> completely. Mourinho, Mourinho has sat there for two weeks and looked at everything Man City have done and tore Man City apart. And Brendan's had the same opp- same amount of time to look in the Liverpool a depleted Liverpool team and has produced that. Yep. Awful. No pressure on the ball. L- listen. Comfortable. Listen. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that Brendan Rodgers is the same calibre as Mourinho, Klopp, etc. Like, obviously he isn't or he wouldn't be at uh, Leicester. But I, I, I think that you two take a little too far your criticisms of Leicester in general. I mean, they, they are like... It's one game. But we're not... I actually disagree, because I think we aren't piling on Leicester. What we're saying is, Leicester are too good a team to turn up to Liverpool with that attitude. Right, but you've got to beat 7-2 Baston Villa. So it's even... even, You're actually just reinforcing the point. That's the exact point. Leicester should have been coming to Liverpool Uh, saying, this lot conceded 7 at Villa. We can have a go at them. We can get at them. But no, they didn't even attack. Leicester are a better team than Villa, so therefore, by that logic, should have gone out and gone, okay, if Ross uh, yeah, Barkley and Jack Wilson so do this, negative. It was that so negative. Yeah. Dean Smith's uh, better than Brendan. Also, uh, I, I, Harvey Barnes does irritate me, though, because he never, ever scores despite having so many chances, and that is annoying. So, he's so. Dan James. He's quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he is. Anyway. Also, what was Johnny Evans doing? Not cool. <laughs> Uh, Johnny's just continued that it is international form. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was. You kind of feel bad for him because it's one of those, it's kind of a comedy own goal. Like it hits him <laughs> sort of on the back of the head. He doesn't know much about it. But what header? Um, Liverpool could have scored six or seven. Um, they actually looked pretty, pretty good. I mean, they weren't put under pressure, but it was a good performance. Pretty good for a team <clears> that has Salah should be back next week. Yeah, yeah, I think it should be. His COVID should be over. I think uh, the talk is as well. I mean, I can't imagine Henderson's very far away. I think Thiago's yeah. hopefully not too far away as well. Um, Naby's dropped out. I think I don't know where Oxley Chamberlain is. He must be. <laughs> oh, I am. Yeah. yeah, he's been out for he's three months. Plan. I think with an ankle injury. Um, Check his We're TikTok. We'll find out what he's T- up to. TikTok bit is now that's what he does. Oh yeah, no, just be footballers. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> Anything else you guys wanted to touch on before in the mud? I know there was some talk of Sebastian Aller, Bailey. Oh, Haller. The guy, the guy's put the ball in the back of the net, strangely. I haven't seen him quite a while outside good, of good like, League Cup games. Good but the him. way this guy celebrates puts a smile on my... He celebrates as though he does it well, every like week. It. You, you like it? I, I, I love it. I love the confidence that this mm. guy who doesn't put the ball in the back of the net had to walk away as though... Oh yeah, I do this for fun. Listen, he he celebrated like that since uh, like Pellegrini got sacked. It's it's because he he hates playing for it. He hates it. <laughs> <laughs> like he absolutely despises playing for it. And like the, the, oh, it, it's the only way that he can. Sh- it, 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 it's it's literally like the third or fourth time he's done that. Um, good, good for him. He scored great. Antonio's back next week. <laughs> it sort of reminded me of uh, there was a Dan James celebration uh, last season where I think United were 1-0 down at the time and it was sort of 85th, 86th minute and Dan James scored 
and stood in front of the Stratford end with his arms folded like oh, I'm yeah. the man after he scored an equaliser. <laughs> yeah. And you just seem like the proper players who want to achieve things go, damn, get your arse back to the halfway line and we have another goal to score here where Stan James thought he had proved something. Reeked of that to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, good win. Just as we, as we transitioning, in the mods, Darren, yeah. um, the, you, you would have loved match of the day um, this weekend when <laughs> in between uh, a couple of the games, well, yeah, actually you wouldn't have, but in between some of the games, they played an advert for the coverage of the FA Cup second round. Oh, um, yeah. And <laughs> they had the tagline, the FA Cup zero filler. And then they proceeded to advertise the live coverage of Tramway Rovers versus Brackley Town. <laughs> Get involved. <laughs> no fun. So, so uh, well, that it's a better slogan than the magic of the FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Upsets. The, no, the magic of the FA Cup is pitches that haven't been cut in three weeks, haven't been watered in a month. As the big the teams are coming in. The players coming Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the under-23s. Uh, anyway, Bailey, in the mud, who have you got this week? Well, there's been a lot of time over international break, boys, where footballers are maybe sitting about, not doing much, maybe stuck in airports, as one was. <laughs> so uh, a lot of time to sit in your phone, maybe look at tweets you might not have looked at before. Uh, so this week, we're going to look at Arsenal players on Twitter. Sure. So in, a, in an interview, and I don't know how well it actually translates, but on international duty, Tony Cruz was asked questions about celebrations. And he mentioned Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, and his quote is, Aubameyang once celebrated and took out a mask. That's where it ends with me. I don't think that's a good role model. What mm. nonsense. Now, I'm not sure how well that translates, because I can't imagine Tony Cruz saying, what nonsense, <laughs> at a point. <laughs> but Aubameyang has seen the article and given him a tweet of, hmm, I want the answer, but first, at Tony Cruz, I just want to make sure, was this really you? Which I quite like. He, he wants to make sure... You know, it's a proper source. Like, this came from Sport Bible. Pierre's, Pierre's doing, doing his work, getting, yeah. getting in the source. In the world of fake news. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good, good on him. And Aubameyang has then looked at other people's tweets. Some guy has uh, sent him a drawing his kid had done of Aubameyang with the mask. And Aubameyang has replied to this saying, By the way, does Tony Cruz have kids? Uh, just... <laughs> Just Ooh. to remember, I did really? it for my son a few times, and I will do it again. I wish you have kids one day, and we'll make them happy. Oh. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag mask on. <laughs> Very strange. Uh, and then this, of course, our favourite Arsenal Twitter troll, Mesut, had to get involved. Of, of uh, course he Arsenal's did. social media manager, Bill. Mesut uh, just tweeted a gif of him celebrating with the Black Panther mask saying, the best goal celebration at Aubameyang. Now, to be fair to Tony Cruz, Tony Cruz didn't, didn't back away from it. You know, four, three or four-time uh, Champions League winner, World Cup winner, Tony Cruz has just, just responded casually with, yes, I have three kids. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's not really I gone mean, into it. He just wants to. I mean, you think he'd check that before, you know, making that accusation? <laughs> like... Which I quite like. For Tony's clearly a busy man on international duty. Uh, <laughs> Pierre clearly, while he was stuck in the airport and moaning on Twitter, clearly had a bit of time. And I'd seen another uh, tweet from at 433 of him wearing a Batman mask with Marco Royce. Mm. And Aubameyang's retweeted it and said, send Tony Gross congratulations for his three kids from Batman and Robin. <laughs> Just 
real strange behavior. Pierre. I mean, I like that it. The way it started was the way you would encourage basically anybody to handle a situation that's arised on the internet where, you know, the stories come out. Aubameyang has wanted to fact check it. He's wanted to check multiple sources. He didn't want to react emotionally. All these things that we would say society in general should be doing. And then proceeds after taking that time to sort of calmly compose himself, think about what he wants to say, came out with something as nonsensical as, I hope you have three kids and I hope I hope you're good to them. Which is just a <laughs> yeah. random just emotional a thing bizarre, to say. Bizarre series of events. Now, it did carry <clears> on. Now, we're, I'm bringing up Pierre there. But of course, <clears> during international break, someone else has had a bit of time to sit on Twitter. Oh, Not for a good friend. <clears throat> Amazing. I have oh, seen this one. goodness. I have. Yeah, I, uh, as you might have seen, Germany lost 6-0 to Spain. Great result. Great yeah. result. Uh, well, not for course. Germany. Yeah, of great course. Great result, in my opinion. Okay. And it was a good result if you're Mesut, because of course he hates the German national team. Of course. So, yeah. uh, after the defeat, uh, Mesut, <laughs> uh, time to take Jerome Boateng back. Just, really like, just, just get at them. Just let them know all the mistakes they've ever made. Here you go. That's what, that's what you're left with, lads. Did he not um, also get a, a bite back from Piers Morgan? Well, I was going oh, to oh, br- br- bring this on after yeah. the, the, the big result against uh, Leeds. Yeah. So, Mason, of course. Oh, did uh, he put in his way? Uh, auditioning for his new role. Had to give a let's go, yeah, yeah. gunner, yeah, before the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Piers just came back saying, I wish you would, Mason, for your sake and Arsenal's. And Mason, to all credit to him, done a similar thing to Aubameyang, wanted to check his source. Okay. Uh, retweeted yeah. him saying, Piers, was that really you or was your phone hacked? <laughs> was that not something that went back? I think there's some backstory behind that. I think like Piers was accused of something or I think there is a backstory behind well, that. He, that is a dig, I think. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. For, oh, it's 100% for a dig. Yeah, Because okay. he supports Arsenal. He's famous for um, hating Wenger for years on Twitter and all. Like he's, yeah, probably doesn't like it as well. Just to um, sort of add on, a little bit to the the in the mud being sort of Twitter. There was something that I kind of noticed this week. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Manchester City's like uh, live tweeting of match events during the games. I try to avoid it. Yeah, yeah so, you know, glad it don't. Yeah, glad so don't. you know they tweet every couple of minutes, uh, sort of a time and and sort of what what's been happening in the game. I don't know if you've actually looked at these. Um, it's it strikes me a little bit as. A bit amateur league. Um, it yeah, kind of sounds like it sounds like whoever's running this is like a Man City player who's just on the bench. So they it could well be Mandy. So they they tweeted um, on the thirty seven minute mark. They tweeted approaching the final few minutes of a half that we've totally dictated from the first minute. <laughs> Spurs won City nil <laughs> at half time. They tweeted a photo that said Spurs won City nil, and it said half time, one of the most one sided halves of football you're ever going to oh see in days. the Premier League, but it's <laughs> City who go in behind. They tweeted on the 18 minute mark, so this is obviously. Uh, <laughs> That's, I'm actually t- looking at that right ten, now. Ten, 10 minutes after the goal went in, they tweeted, really puzzling game this. We've been top drawer in so many aspects in the early oh stages, word. yet Spurs managed to pick us off. Let's just keep playing our game, and we'll make it. Strength emoji. Um, the, 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 they've definitely sent their media people to North Korea for some lessons. Or and then, and then in the ninetieth minute, tweeted save exclamation point. 
Larice does well to parry Diaz's close-range header from De Bruyne set-piece delivery. Our luck summed up tonight. The whole thing strikes me as amateur league. That's propaganda. <laughs> that is a case study of the definition of propaganda. I just want, like, the social okay, media okay. guys, I just want a little bit of professionalism. Okay, yeah, just because... give, like, like here, whenever Spurs score, it just says, goal, Spurs, Lo Celso, 2-0. That's all we need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Factual. But that, because that's what that's going out to everyone all over the world, you know, regardless of where you are. So you're getting that feed. You know, Twitter's been great the past couple of weeks, giving we um, we snippets saying, you know, when Donald Trump tweets, it's not actually correct what he's saying; it's factually untrue. If they get that for the city account, that'd probably be better. So all the people in <laughs> Malaysia and Indonesia don't think that city are just the great superpower of world football sitting in 12. I, I think yeah. that little statement about things being factually true and untrue is probably more needed in the football industry than it Absolutely. is in the political industry. Absolutely. Um, I just think we really... tweets saying, please actually watch this game. Yeah, I, I think the, the football world really needs to start weeding out some of these sort of ridiculous hyperbolic statements that are thrown around. Absolutely. Um, just one bit of news sure. uh, that was that w- w- that Bailey will definitely be interested in considering our, our fascination with the, the merry-go-round of managers in the Premier League. <laughs> um, uh, Pardew's back in a job. Pardiola. Um, Pardew. Pardiola. Pardiola's back in a job. Um, he, he's joined uh, CSKA Sofia in <laughs> Bulgaria as a technical director. <laughs> so not even as a manager. No, uh, technical okay. director. Okay, not as um, the role that he's trained today. Cool. Well, well, indeed, Darren. What does he know um, about that, Lee? <laughs> now, I imagine he doesn't speak Bulgarian. But what was what was more concerning was the the like press release from the club on his appointment Britain. said that Pardew is now part of the big red family of the <laughs> army. So it's good to see that Pardew is a fan of communist dictatorships. <laughs> I can't wait till Pardiola starts lining up his transfer targets. And it's, it's all like Premier League lads on like 20 grand a week and CSKA Sophia going, not a chance. Oh, do you think we can get Berbatov out of retirement? <laughs> Don't say uh, that big Sam will try and get him. Anyway, um, <laughs> guys, not that pretty much um brings us to the end <laughs> um listen guys thank you very much for your time as always see you next week bye bye